0: Like God.
1: Our finding out. Lord, your ways are higher than our ways. And when it would seem like we've reached our peak, it seems like you just continue to take us higher. Father, this service has been set aside, Lord, for the worshiping of you and for the preaching of the word. And Lord, we're asking that you would come by our way. Lord, we sense your nearness now. Lord, we know and understand that, that you're doing un, uh, un uh, unexplainable things. You're doing things that we can't grasp with our hands. We can't understand it with our minds. Father, we just we just know that we're a part of something very special. And Lord, to think tonight that we've been elected for this hour, been elected for this day, called to this moment, Lord, I pray that that our faith would match what you have said about us, oh God. Lord, I pray that you would take our faith to a higher level. I pray that you would lead us right in, right into the coming of the Lord. We're here tonight and we're waiting for the coming of the Lord. Lord, here's your people in Elkton, Lord. We may have been looking at different things this week, but our mind has stayed upon the coming of the Lord. Lord, we know that rapture's at hand. We know it's on time and it'll, it'll come, oh God. But Lord, I pray that that while there is daylight, may we do work, oh God. Lord, I pray that you would just inspire us to speak like never before. Lord, I, I pray that that you would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Lord, I pray that you speak to hearts. Make it very personal tonight. Go to addresses, read their books, oh God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that that you would meet every single need here tonight. Lord, I I just pray that you would set me down in a corner and you use my temple, Lord, as a place that you could speak through tonight. Lord, I pray that you would operate through the vessel tonight. Lord, we respect the gift and we respect the vessel. Father, we believe that we'll receive the things that we have need of in our life. Maybe there's some things that we don't even know that we have need of. Maybe there's some things that we we don't even know how to pray. But Lord, I pray that you would intercede on our behalf. I pray that you would come. Lord, may you take control of this service for the glory of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles this evening, we'll turn over in the book of Deuteronomy 29 and 29. Then down to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, and we want to continue with the the thought that the Lord's placed on our heart on on where where we belong. Where we belong. Sister Sister Linda Crager was speaking to my wife last weekend, and Sister Katie was asking her how, how her week went, and she said, Oh, it's just been so good. She said, she said, this is, this is a place that I feel like I belong and this is the only place that has ever told me that this is where I belong. I believe, that, I believe this is the place that we belong at, church, in the revealing of the Son of Man. I believe that this is the hour that we're living in, that, that we're, we're feeding, not feeding on the mind of a man, but we're feeding on the unfailing body word, the Son of Man as I said, we'd like to speak to you on this thought on, on where we belong. And the Bible says here, as we've read it in the, fat, the past couple weekends, that the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, excuse me, I'll allow you to find your places. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house and unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. May God bless his word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Where we belong. I believe that we are here. I believe that these are the moments that we were destined for in life. And I believe that this is where we belong in the hour that we're living in. I believe that this message is Him. I believe that Brother Branham did not come to vindicate himself, but I believe that the prophet of the Lord perfectly proved our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that I believe that that this, this word will put us right into a body change. You know, I find that I find a lot today that people just seem like they can't fit in somewhere, but I have found the place. I have found the place where I belong. You know, you find it amongst people, they're sometimes searching out which way they need to go and, and where they need to be in life, but I have found the place where I belong at. You know, I, I know that I may repeat some things this evening that we've spoken in the past or the past couple weekends, but I believe they bear repeating. But I believe that, that, that we are seeing a young people as they're finding their position. I believe that we're watching a church of the living God as they're coming to their position. And, and we know that, that when the church knows their position and what she is, that the rapture will happen. And we're, we're watching these things manifest right in front of our eyes. And we, as we see here, as we've read that we see God, that God is giving Abram a, a command and a promise. God is giving Abram a command to come out of the land in which he was born in, a land that he has known all of his life. He's given him a command to come out of that land, but he's giving him a promise. He's given him a promise to go to a land that he ain't never seen before. But I want you to notice the character of Abraham and to notice how, how close that Abraham was to God that if you look from the transition from Genesis chapter 11 to Genesis chapter 12, that, that, that it's been calculated that there was 420 years since God had opened his mouth and he spoke to Noah these things. And now here God is opening his mouth again to speak to his servant Abraham. It is testifying of the life of which Abraham lived, that he was ordained to be the father of nations. You see, this command that God was giving to him to leave that place, to leave that place of old and fond associations for a land which he had not seen. He was sending him to a place or directing him by, uh, to a place of the unseen, a place that he didn't know about. He was going to a place that was prepared for a people. You see, God had told Abraham that I'm going to give you this land. That it's your land. If you look over in Genesis 13, he tells him to walk through that land. That it's your land. It belongs to you. Look to the north. Look to the south. Look everywhere. All that you see, I've given you that land. It's your land. It belongs to you. It's your possession. It's for your children. And it's for your seed that's coming after them. You know, but the Bible says in Acts chapter 7 and 5 that Abraham never stood foot on that land. But yet his seed after him stood on that land. So Abraham stood on that land. You see, God's got a work for you to do. If you go over and you look at at Philip at his revival when he was down there in Samaria, you know that the prophet of the Lord said that when Jesus was speaking to the woman at the well, that Jesus never did one miracle there. He just preached to them the word of God because you realize the prophet of the Lord said that there was a revival that was coming and it was a work of Philip that he was to do. You know that there are things that that you are manifested and you are promised to do? These things belong to you tonight, church. You see, he told him to walk through this land. Abraham couldn't see all of it. Abraham, maybe as he was coming out of the land of his father, he couldn't see the land which God was going to give him, but he was not looking through the eyes of doubt, he was looking through the eyes of faith. He was looking at the purchased possession which God had given him. And you know, I find sometimes as humans that we get caught up in the delay and we get caught up in the details of life. We get caught up in those things and that's where the devil battles us is in the details. Well, why hasn't God done this yet? Or why hasn't God moved yet? He said that he would heal me. He said that he would deliver me. We get caught up in the details of time but God's word is right on time. He said that he's already healed you, that by his stripes that you're already healed. That's a sure word of prophecy for you. It is just you coming here to hear the word that it will stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance that this word was given to you. That he's already said that he healed you. That he's already said that he he delivered you. If God is not as good as his word, we need to back off everything that he's written in this word. This belongs to you, church. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, and every line, every single one of them is there for me, and the devil may try to keep me off of my property, but this is what God hath given unto me. Is that right? So don't get caught up in the details, and don't get caught up in the devil's handiwork where he tries to make you disbelieve and make you doubt, but you hold on to God's promise. God said he'd bring them in, God's gonna bring them in. God said he'd heal you. he's already healed you. But may he quicken your faith to bring it up to a higher level so that you can soar into the heavenlies. The devil wants to keep you down, but we're anointed, church. What are we anointed by? By what Eve turned down. We accept, oh hallelujah, once the anointed man, now the anointed bride, hallelujah, we are in the hour of the anointing of a bride. We have responded. We are subjects to the bridegroom's call. Have you heard him calling out to you? You know, God is the one that gave the promise. Hallelujah. Man didn't make this promise. Do you think Abraham as a human being dealing with the five senses that you have to deal with could see it in his own human natural realm that he was living in, could see a land in which he was born to possess. He could not see it in the five senses, but faith is the sixth sense. God was the one that gave the promise to Abraham and to his seed after them. But the promise remained no matter what Abraham went through. He went through old age and the promise remained. He went through maybe different trials of his life, but the promise remained. And God would tell him that his seed would sojourn in a strange land, and the promise remained. Through all the patriarchs of Abraham, it remained. Through Isaac, it remained. Through Jacob, it remained. Through Joseph, it remained. The promise was there. And then there rose up a Pharaoh which knew not Joseph, and the promise still remained. 400 years of slavery, and the promise still remained. 400 years of the devil trying to beat the promise out of them, but the promise still remained. 400 years where they would stand there and try to knock and destroy the image of God and destroy the promise of God and try to beat it out of their memory. But the promise still remained. While they were getting down, while they were there getting whipped, while they were down there making bricks, while they were down there marching in the mud, the promise still remained. It may look like it ain't coming, but I want you to know he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. The promise is on its way. The promise still remains whether you got cancer. The promise still remains whether you got sugar diabetes. He's the Lord thy God that heals all of thy diseases. The promise still remains. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. through the beatings, through the scourges, the promise still remained. And Satan done his very worst to beat it out of the children of Israel. He tried his very best to destroy this bride, but he couldn't keep her down. Satan done his worst, but the promise still remained. You see, because there may have been some people that died, but there may have been some people that didn't believe, but the promise still remained. There was a Joshua that rose up and said, this is our land. The promise is ours. The promise is to Abraham's seed. And we are Abraham's seed. It belongs to us. If Joshua could stand there and just have the anointing of the Holy Ghost come and go, what about us tonight? What about us that are born again, sons and daughters of God? Does the promise still remain for us? The devil may whip you around, but does the promise still remain? The devil may torment you on your job, but does the promise still remain? Hallelujah. We're the people of the land. Hallelujah. We're the people of the land. America is my home country. This land is our land. This land's worth fighting for. The reason we can stand here and worship like we do is because there was somebody that went before us that believed in the same promise that America was a land that a land of the free and a home of the brave. There was a somebody that thought that it was worth fighting for. They thought it was worth dying for. You see, if you don't think it's dying for, you will back up. But if you believe it's worth dying for, you'll give you all to it. And there was some that gave some, and some gave all. The reason we stand here as a free nation is because somebody thought that this was their land. Come on, somebody. When Germany tried to take it, when Russia may try to take it, this was America's land. And somebody rose up and said, I'll fight for this land. What about the children of God and say, this is our land? Let the devil come. This is our land. Brother Seth, I'm coming for you tonight with everything that's within me. This is your promise. This is your land. It belongs to you. Deliverance belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. We belong in the place of healing. Hallelujah. The promise still remains. Hallelujah. When our senior pastor went off the scene, the promise still remains. There's going to be a people that take a rapture. There may be some that go by the way of the grave, but there's going to be some people that go by the way of the meeting in the air. You're looking at them. You're looking at them. This is where we belong at. Glory to God. This was not for Wesley's day. This was not for Luther's day. This is for the eagles. This is your promise. I will stand on God's holy word. Let the heathen rage and let the people imagine a vain thing but ask for me and my house. Ask for gold, full gospel lighthouse. We belong. Let people walk away, but we belong. Let people talk about us, we belong. Let them call us holy rollers. Let them say what they want to. We belong in the land of the living. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all of that, it remained. But Abraham, Abraham was looking through the eyes of faith. And Abraham had to cut ties to everything that he held dear. He had to go out to obey God's man, he had to, to obey God's command. He had to cut ties to all of his country, to all of his affections, to all of his reasoning. Are you with me tonight? He had to cut ties to all of his spirit realm. He had to cut ties to his family. He had to cut ties to the place of the birth. You see, God wants all of you. He'll take 50%, but he wants all of you. You gotta cut the ties to your life. You gotta cut ties to your family. Cut ties to the place of your first birth. You gotta cut ties to your affection. Cut ties to your reasoning. And all of these things that are bottled up in you. Faith has got to look out there and say, that's my promise. That's where I belong. Hallelujah. You don't belong in the land of sickness. You don't belong in the land of turmoil. You don't belong in the land of troubles. You belong in this land. It's a holy land. Hello, somebody. This is your land. And the devil's tried to rip it from you and destroy it from you. But this is our land. It's worth fighting for. Yeah. Hallelujah. I've cut ties to the world. I've cut ties. I've burnt bridges to everything there was behind me. There's nothing to go back to. I've cut ties. I've burned down the city. I burned down the walls. I burned down the bridge. I cut ties to it. I don't belong to the old man no more, but I belong to a new man. You don't belong. You don't belong dealing with all these things in life. Satan's gonna tempt your mind, he's gonna torment you, but you don't belong there. You belong in the land of faith. You belong in the land of worship. You belong in the land of true worship. You belong in the land of true worship. You belong in the land of pure worship. You belong in the land of truth. You belong in the land of the way. You belong in the way in the land of the life. Legion did not belong. Hallelujah. He didn't belong in the graveyard. He didn't belong getting down there being bound up by chains. He did not belong there. But you see, hell knew that legion was destined to live a higher life. And hell wanted to keep legion bound. He was holding him bound. But you know that the Bible says, no matter what state you're going through, that now are we the sons of God. The Bible says in 1 John 4 and 4, that are of God, little children. You see? Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Hell knew that Legion was destined to set at Jesus' feet. But you see, hell knew that Jesus was coming. Hell tried its best to keep Legion to get into Jesus, but Legion pressed past all of those demons to get out there to Jesus. Oh, I tell you tonight, hell's gonna try to stop you, but Jesus is on your own. Jesus is on your road. Jesus has come hunting. Jesus has come looking for his seed that will be made manifest. Amen. You remember that story? My brother, Baron? I'm talking about that eagle that he saw there in that zoo at time. He said it was such, a, such an awful sight said he heard that big banging on the, on the cages of, uh, of that zoo there and he walked up there and there was that eagle that was pounding his head against against those bars trying to get out of it. He kept, he fly back and he hit it again. Fly back and hit it again. Fly back and hit it again. Why? He was not destined to be in a cage. He was destined to soar the heavenly Brother Branham said, I, he said, if I could, he said, I'd get everything I could to get that ego out. He said, but a more sad sight than that is sons and daughters of God that were born to be sons and daughters of God. Be bound up in sin, be caged in by the devil. But you don't have to stay that way. You don't belong in the cage of the devil, you don't belong in the cage of doubt. You don't belong in the cage of peer pressure. You don't belong in the cage of suicide. You don't belong in the cage of depression. You don't belong in the cage of anxiety. You don't belong. You see, hell knows your value even when you don't know your value. Woo. Hell knows that you're worth something to God. But I want you to know something. Hell can't hold what God loses. Some of you are sitting there and it don't mean nothing to you tonight. Because you don't realize you're still in a cage. But to those that have been set free, to those that have been, been escaped from the grip of Satan, from those that have been freed from the pause of death. You know what it means when there's somebody that says, hell can't hold your bound no longer. Not stop what God has loosed. Jesus is on your road. He's on the road with healing. He's on the road with deliverance. He's on the road with the feeling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I just want to tell you to open up your door and let Jesus come on in. He's on your road. He's looking for you tonight. This is where you belong. Hell could not stop the lamb from going to the cross. Hell could not stop a Kentucky preacher from preaching this message. Hell could not stop a bride from believing this eternal message that came from glory. It didn't come from Jeffersonville. This message came from God. Hell tried its worst. Hell tried to stop it. But hell, I wanna tell you something. If you couldn't stop them, you're not gonna stop the rest of us eagles. We don't belong in the land of defeat. We belong in the land of victory. Hallelujah. We belong in the land of revelation. We belong and we're going to our inheritance. Hallelujah. We've been called to come up a little bit higher. We've been called to fly above doubt. Yeah, you preached that last weekend, I absolutely did. You don't belong in the land of doubt. Stop listening to that stupid devil. You know every time he opens his mouth he's going to lie to you anyway. So why even breathe what he's going to say to you? You don't belong in the land of doubt. Oh, I heard the prophet say this week when he was talking about a he, he was talking about a doctor. He said, you know, Brother Barnum, he said, he said when, a, when a cancer patient takes a mental attitude that you know well, dying's just part of living, he said, the doctor said that it almost retards the case every single time. He said, "What about what about those that it's been inspired by the Holy Ghost? He said, when they can come to that spot when they can come to that spot that you realize, oh hallelujah, I'm not quoting the prophet right now, I'm talking about my own, I'm speaking from my own self, but when you can find the spot that you belong in and tell the devil, you can't take me back to your spot, I'm in God's spot. You confess these things, I'm ordained to live. I'm not ordained to die, I'm ordained to give God praise. I'm predestinated to live. I'm predestinated to to speak the word. I'm predestinated to live a holy life. You remember what Brother Donnie preached here on confession? That he told us what the ABCs were, accept, believe, and confess. Confess. It's time that some people go back to the basics and go back to the ABCs and accept what God has said. Believe what God has said and confess what God has said. If you can't muster up enough faith to just speak it out of your own lips, say what God says. Come on, somebody. If you ain't got enough faith to muster up your own self, say what I'm saying. The devil is defeated. The devil is a lie. The devil is a sly old fox. If I catch him, I put him in a box. Go back to the basics. Start speaking, thus saith the Lord, and stop speaking doubt. Your pastor stood here and he told you that you were gonna be blessed. Believe him. You're setting in the land of blessings tonight. Hallelujah. We're born to fly higher. We're born to fly into the heavenlies, the land of the unseen. You remember that time when Brother Branham, when Brother Branham was dealing with a man from Kentucky and he told him, he come out after he preached the message there, he come out and told him, said, Brother Branham, he said, I appreciate everything you say as a man i appreciate you as a man he said but i can't stand for anything that you're preaching he said i can't stand for i can't i can't accept divine healing i can't accept anything that i don't see brother bernum asked him where he lived at you remember he asked him where he lived at and he said oh he said i will lie he said i live across that mountain there and he said well he said do you see your home (laughs) he said no he said well how you gonna find that home he said well there's a path that leads over there he said how you gonna see that path he said, well, you see, I got this lantern right here. And he said, the lantern will light the footsteps where I'm going. He said, I thought you said you couldn't accept anything you didn't see. Yeah. Come on, somebody. What about you tonight? Maybe you don't see it on its road, but I'm telling you, it's on its road. We're walking in the light as he is the light. Yeah. Hallelujah. We're marching onward, Christian soldiers. Marching as to war. Maybe we don't see the end of it plainly but we're walking and we know that it'll be there. It's a promise to us. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 5 and verse 1. The Bible says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the back side on the backside, sealed with seven seals and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, nor under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy. To open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. You can imagine how John is feeling right here after seeing his name on the book, and there's nobody worthy to step up. They looked all over the earth and there was nobody worthy. And he began to weep much because there was nobody that was found worthy. In verse five it says, and one of the elders saith unto me, weep not, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed to open the book. Hallelujah, it's a lamb's job. And to loose the seven seals thereof, and be, and I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne, as of four and the four beasts, and in the midst of the elder stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne, and when he had taken the book, the four beasts, and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are in the prayers, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song. Hallelujah. They sung a new song. They believed, The angels, the elders, believed in singing a new song. And they sang a new song, saying, thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. though thou wast slain, And has redeemed us to God by the blood of out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. You're talking about a time when John saw this when he was caught up. This was in symbolism of what the Lamb has released in this day. And the Lamb stood up and said, I am worthy to claim the book. I'm worthy to claim those names that are on that book. And John said, all things in heaven, all things under the earth heard me shouting, blessings, glory, honor, and power. You talking about a shouting service. You think we have one here? What about old John? In symbolism of you and me, when we realize that our names are on the book and he hath redeemed us. It, It makes me want to shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh no, I don't believe that John was saying it like that. If John was singing that song, it makes me wanna shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this line of the tribe of Judah prevailed, he said. Don't weep, John, for the line of the tribe of Judah and the root of David hath prevailed. He's already overcome. He's done it. It's over, John. Hallelujah. He prevailed over death. He prevailed and walked out of the grave. And I'm identified with him. And as the song says, if he walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. If he walked out, I'm walking too. If he overcame, I'm overcoming too. Hallelujah. That's my headship right there. That's my king right there. That's my Lord right there. If he walked out, I'm walking too. I'm not staying bound by the grave and bound by death. I'm walking out of it. The lamb has redeemed us back. He's redeemed us back He took us out of the devil's pawn shop. And he paid the debt. You ain't got to pay for it. You ain't got to beat yourself over and over and over again because of things that you've done in your past. Stop beating yourself. Stop talking about the things that you used to do and the things of your past. Start talking about your future in God. I don't care what you did while you was out there in the world. My ears are not ears of trash. My ears are to be things of glory and honor and praise to the King. Yeah, I was lost, but I ain't lost no more. Yeah, I was a sinner, but I ain't a sinner no more. I don't even belong identified with that man. But people love, they love talking about their past because they enjoy their past more than they enjoy their future. That was free. Hallelujah. You see, redemption means all legal possession to all that was lost by Adam and Eve. Brother Random said, oh my, what that ought to do to a born-again Christian. You see, it's legal's possession to the abstract title deed. The abstract deed, title deed of eternal life, means that you possess everything. Say everything. That Adam and Eve lost. The possession of that deed, Adam could not meet the requirements of redemption after he'd found that he'd lost it. He'd sinned and he'd separated himself from God and was on this side of the chasm, so he could not redeem it. He just couldn't do it, because he was needed. He needed redemption himself. So he couldn't do it, but the lamb stood up and he took the book of title and he took it from the right hand of him that sat upon a throne to claim his redemptive, to claim his rights, to claim for me and you what he redeemed us from. Back to everything that Adam lost in the garden of Eden. He redeemed us back to that. He redeemed us back to that. When Eve said, I want to move that mountain out of the way because I can't see, he redeemed you back to that. And you have the authority and the right to speak to your mountain. He redeemed the lamb, took the book that had your name on it, saying, I'm claiming these as mine. They're mine. They belong to me. It's one thing for you to say, I belong to God, but when God Almighty says, you belong to me. God's saying, they belong to me. I want you to search later on. I want you to search Revelations chapter five. This is a story, this is a this is symbolism of you. And I want you to find Satan in that picture. You're not going to find him there. You're only going to find the redeemed, you're going to find the type of the bride, you're going to find the 24 elders, and you're going to find the lamb. You're going to find a strong angel there, but you will not find Satan in the picture in Revelation chapter five. You can search it over, you can look over it. And the lamb is saying that these belong to me they're rightfully mine, and you have the authority to say, what about that, Satan? You're not even in the picture no more. You have accused me day in and day out. What about it, Satan? I belong to God. He thought I was worth dying for, Satan. What about it? He thought I was worth getting beat over so that I could be healed. What about it, Satan? You remember that, brother Seth. What about that, Satan? What about this precious blood? What about his mercy? What about his healing touch? What about his deliverance? You've been chosen. You've been called. You've been elected. You belong in the land of the Holy Spirit. You belong in the land of revelation. And you've been chosen to tear Satan's kingdom down. You know, the military has a statement that there's no truer representation of a country than the people that it sends into the field to fight for it. There's no truer representation of a country than the people that it sends to fight for it. Hallelujah. You were born to fight this battle. You were born to win this battle. You're a true representation of the country that you came from. You see, you see, you have representation from predestination. You see, the things, the reason why it catches your attention and it ain't catching a priest down the road's attention and why it's taking hold in your life is because you have representation. There's no truer representation of a country than the people they send to fight for it. God must think a lot about you. He sent you here to take over Laodicea, not for Laodicea to take over you. Not for Laodicea to take over your prayer life, for you to take your prayer life and take over Laodicea. Stop allowing Laodicea to slip in and tell you that you belong to Laodicea. I don't belong to Laodicea. I may come through Laodicea. I may live in this Laodicean age, but I don't belong to Laodicea. I'm like Jeremiah, there's fire shut up in my bones. I don't belong to the devil, and the devil don't belong to me. That's what he's roaring about in this day, is because it's being revealed to a people that they don't belong to a devil. Oh, the devil don't like no praising God around here. The devil don't like no talking about revelation around here. Revelation beats the devil back and forth every which way from Sunday, and it'll still beat him next Sunday. Until we leave this world, this word will defeat Satan. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Rain or shine is on time, God is on time. Hallelujah. Let's move on just a moment. Your God is fighting your battles for you. I love listening to Sister Elena Butt's testimony. She's telling that where she said, is God really fighting my battles? I can't see him fighting my battles. But God began to reveal to her that he's the Lord thy God that's fighting your battles. You may not see him fighting your battles, but I want you to know he's fighting your battles. He said he would not leave you comfortless he'd send the Comfort to come by you. He'd come to minister to your life. He knows what you're going through. He knows the pain of your past. He knows everything you're going through. He's the God that's fighting your battles. I sent to the family this week of Isaiah 58 and eight that the Bible says that the glory of the Lord would go before you and the glory of the Lord would be your re-reward. That means that he's got your six and he's got your 12. God's got my front, God's got my back. We look over in the Bible in Genesis chapter 22. Buckle up your seatbelts, we ain't gonna be much longer tonight. But we see that where God made Abraham a promise after providing a sacrifice there, that, that ram that was caught in the thicket, That God made a promise to Abraham. Remember, the promise remained until this day. It does not falter. Write the vision and make it plain so that they that readeth may run with it. The vision's been made plain before you. Don't get caught up in the devil's details. Don't get caught up in his his ideas of, of doubt and fear. Don't get caught up in those things. The vision has been made plain. You just run with it. He told that you was going to have a baby. You run with that. He told you that your seed was coming back. Run with it. It's been made plain before you. I didn't make it. Brother Ron didn't make it. The Bible, the God of the Bible said it. Let the God that wrote the word, let him show forth and prove that he's the one that wrote it. It didn't look like he was ever gonna come back, but he came back, didn't he, sis? This is the land that we belong in where God is calling his prodigals back home. And God will not lose one of his seed. And God made a promise to Abraham that thy seed shall possess the gate of its enemies. That promise is to you and you are heirs of the throne. You're an heir of the promise. Hallelujah. You can look over in the book of Galatians chapter 3 and it talks about you. That you are not of the Jew and not of the Greek, but you are of God. Come on, somebody. Before I was ever the son of Ronald Spencer, I was the son of Almighty God. I'm an heir to everything that he owns. Thy seed shall possess the gate of its enemies. That means all of the enemy's strength all of its troops all of its councils all of its fortified cities you possess that gate you will possess that gate it's not an if but you will possess that gate it's saying that you're going to take ownership of the gate of the enemy and you're going to do with it what you please jesus said in matthew 16 and 18 upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it Hallelujah. All the counsels of hell, they will not prevail against this revelation. All the strategy of hell, they will not prevail over the church of the living God. All the powers of darkness shall not separate us from the love of God. They cannot prevail over us, but we will prevail. We will overtake. We will win. We will be victorious. We are conquerors. Be of good cheer, little children. I have overcome the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. With true revelation, Satan is defeated. Hell cannot be victorious. Hell cannot win. Hell cannot, hell cannot prevail. Hell cannot persuade. Hell cannot destroy. Satan is against everything that God stands for. Satan hates this word. Satan hates God's people. Satan hates revelation. I'm against everything that Satan's for. And I'm for everything Satan is against. So if Satan is against this word, I'm for this word. If Satan is against the promises of God, I'm for the promises of God. If Satan is against the people of God, I'm for the people of God. I want you to say these words. God is for me. 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 me. That's powerful. Those four words right there shut hell down. God is for me. God is for me. In all of my conditions, in all of my pain, God is for me. God is for me. When the world's against me, God is for me. When sickness is against me, God is for me. When hell is against me, God is for me. And if God be for me, if God is for me, Who can be against me? Who can be against me? God is for me. The prophet said I'm an heir of divine healing. I'm an heir of joy. I got a right to be happy. So what makes you so happy? I got a right to be. How do you know because I'm an heir to it, amen? Now I feel religious, I'm an heir to happiness. I'm an heir to joy. I'm an heir to joy. I'm an heir to peace. I'm an heir to eternal life. I'm an heir to the Holy Spirit. I'm an heir to every evidence of God. I'm an heir to the authority of God. Who made you that? Not me, he did. Sister Suzanne, who made the promise? He did. Every one of you is an heir to the same thing, an heir to a throne. He that overcometh shall sit with me on my throne, as I have overcome and sit on my Father's throne, amen. An heir of all things. Not just one thing. All things. Now I'm setting myself up, because that's what a preacher will do sometimes, but I'm setting myself up to blow hell's doors off tomorrow evening. Everything's under your feet. Every death is under your feet. Grave is under your feet. Hell is under your feet. Sin is under your feet. Everything is under your feet. You're an heir. You're dead and your life is hid in God through Christ Jesus. You're an heir. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your life is hid in God through Christ Jesus and you, you rose again to eternal life and sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Call us anything you want to. Call us what you want to. Say we're crazy if you want to, but we're heirs. Heirs to what? All things. I'm an heir of salvation, I'm purchased of God. You look at Jesus standing there in Revelation chapter one, and I'm winding down, but you see Jesus standing there in verse 18, that he says that I am he that was dead but I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of hell and of death. I'm an heir tonight and if he walked out, I'm walking too. He walked out, I'm walking too. I'm an heir to it. I'm an heir to it. I belong in this land. I belong right here. I belong in this promise. I don't belong in the land of sickness. I don't belong in the land of turmoil. I don't belong in the land of defeat. But this is where I belong. Stand with me this evening. We will not be defeated because this is where we belong. Eagles were born to fly. Brother Jim, when Brother Branham's talking about that eagle flying up there on the highest mountain that he could go to so they could watch his children, since it sits down there and said if a coyote would make for it, he'd be on that coyote before he could ever think about it. His eye is on the sparrow. His eyes on the sparrow. His eyes on the sparrow. you're his eagles. You fly higher than a sparrow. His eyes' on you tonight. The prophet of the God said that, that when his disciples went out there, And there was a storm came that Jesus climbed upon a mountain to go up there to pray. He said the disciples got in trouble because they didn't stay with God. And trouble always comes when you leave his presence. That's where trouble comes is when you leave his presence. He said, but Jesus climbed all the way up there so that he could watch his children when they were in trouble. It may look like you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by him. God's got his eye on you tonight, brother Seth. God's got his eye on your situation. God ain't forgot you. God ain't forgot his promise. God can't forget his word. And You may sit there in the land of disbelief, You may sit there in the land of unbelief. Your unbelief will hinder you from getting healed. Your unbelief will keep you from God moving in your life. Unbelief will stop you, but it will not stop God. And if it's God's will, no matter how much you disbelieve, no matter how much it doesn't look like it's coming, God will bring it to you if it's His will. Hallelujah. The prophet said in 1950 that the angel went down there and woke up the prodigal. Why not? Why not today? Why not right now? If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, why can't he wake up Jesus? Why can't he wake up the God that's born to be in our soul? you got to remember that Jesus is in your boat. Never forget that Jesus is in your boat. You just got to wake him up in your life. He may look like you're all, you're all broken up and everything just going crazy and there's storms of chaos around you. Wake up Jesus. Maybe it's been a long time since you called on his name. Why not you call on His name? Amen. Maybe it's been a long time since you even prayed for your own self. Maybe you sat down and had a little prayer at the evening time and you said, Lord bless the Joneses, and Lord bless me, and Lord I pray that you'd watch over me tomorrow. And that's all you've done. And you feel like you've done your religion for the day. When's the last time that you got down on your knees in the place that you belong? And you call on the God of heaven and you invoke the God of heaven. And you say, God, I can't do this on my own. My joy has been stripped away from me. My strength has been stripped away from me. Pain keeps robbing me from everything that I was born to be. But almighty God. Almighty God, the devil tries to keep ripping our family apart. He tries to keep ripping me apart. But God, I call on you. Do you realize tonight that when you're calling out to God, you're calling out to the Creator, the God that spoke the world into existence. Do not go to Him as a weak God. Go to Him as a big God. Go to Him as a strong God. Remember who you're calling on when you call on Him in prayer. You're not calling on just some little angel there. You're calling on the Creator of heaven and earth, the God that spoke the world into existence the God that had you in his mind before the world began. Remember who you're calling on. Remember who you are. Never forget who you are. Never let the devil tell you and slip over on you spiritual amnesia. To allow that devil to slip that thing over on you, you give it back to the devil. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Now, don't you go out and tell anybody else this. But you can tell the devil you go back to hell. Don't go out and tell your neighbor at, but you can tell the devil at. It might get you in trouble with your neighbor, you say that yeah. He may look like a devil sometimes, but don't you dare tell him, hey, you go back to hell. Man. But you got, you got every right to tell the devil you go back to hell where you came from. Go back to hell with that sickness. don't Don't you go down there and tell your neighbor I said and say that. Well, you tell the devil. You can tell the devil Brother Andrew said, hey, devil, you go back to hell where you came from. I came from God, I'm going back to God. I don't belong to the devil and the devil don't belong to me. Jesus said he has no part in me and I have no part in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's sing that song. There's a happy land of promise. Everybody will be happy over there. I'm an heir of happiness. I'm an heir of joy. I got a right to be happy. Let's sing that song tonight. Everybody will be happy. Well, there's a happy land of promise over in the great beyond where the saved on earth soon in
0: glory shed. Everybody will be happy over there Oh, everybody will be happy Oh, we'll be happy over there Oh, we
1: will shout and sing God's praises Everybody will be happy over there a happy land, a promise over in the great beyond where the saved of earth shall soon glory share. Where the souls of men shall enter. Everybody will be happy over there. That's where I belong. We'll be singing around the throne In that land where no one ever knows a care Oh, and the Christians of all ages Will join in that triumph
2: God told Abraham, look east, west, north, and south. I give it all to you. And that admonishment of the Holy Spirit was look from Genesis to Revelation. It's all yours. If you need healing, go walk them that way. If you need salvation, go walk them that way. If you're trusting for your loved ones, go walk them that way. If you're, if you're looking for the rapture, go walk them that way. It's yours. Go walk it. It's yours. Every promise is yours. God has challenged us to walk in this word. This is where we belong. All the body of Christ, one day, very soon, Christ is going to call his bride to stand by his side. And then all the laughing and all the mocking, they will see, their eyes will look upon this virtuous, pure bride of Christ that has been neglected, that has been sidelined throughout all ages. And she's going to come take her place right by his side. And God has sent us a bridegroom call in this end time. Receive the word. Receive healing. Receive. Salvation. Let's not walk out of these doors and let and let the enemy come and take the seed that's been planted right out of our hearts. Let Amen. us cover it in faith, water it with the Word, water it with prayer, water it with the Spirit, so that it will bring forth a hundredfold for His kingdom. Amen. Amen. I think we're marching to Zion. Amen. How many are marching to Zion this evening? Amen. Amen. Come we that
0: love the Lord.